Welcome to Business as Unusual, a podcast hosted by 360T, examining how firms in the FX industry are continuing to achieve business goals in an unusual working environment. Hello, and welcome to the Business as Unusual podcast. I'm joined today by Alex Clark of Aspect Capital. Alex, thank you for joining me to uh, have a chat with me today. No, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. How are you finding kind of this slightly strange decentralized environment? I mean, it's, it's interesting because <laughs> I almost feel like I spend more time now talking to people through various channels than I did when I was in the office. But I mean, are you, you know, beyond just day-to-day chat, are you doing anything we're doing? You know, we do pub quizzes and virtual coffees and stuff to, to keep people engaged. Are you doing kind of anything similar? How are you kind of staying in contact with everyone? Well, the desk actually runs a daily virtual meeting all day yeah. where we can openly see each other and talk between ourselves. I must admit, it actually really does work well. The open trading meeting can be joined by any of the PMs or other aspect staff at any time if they need to get hold of someone in a hurry or refer a chat face to face. I mean, we have additional open channel drop in meeting rooms for tech teams. We have our staff hub virtual room, lunch club virtual pubs, social committee events. We even have a virtual beer trolley on a Friday afternoon (laughs) where you can post your picture to a shared drive for all to see. (laughs) I mean, Aspect continues to have its daily team meetings, one-to-one catch-ups with managers and HR all virtually. HR have actually been very proactive in training in this new environment. They've been running mindfulness sessions, home working assessments, etc. Also, like most, we use Microsoft Teams to communicate. And the screen sharing function is extremely useful when working on projects with other people. I mean, all these points have really enhanced the decentralized working environment that we find ourselves in, to be honest. I like the beer trolley idea. So we did, we did um, using Teams, we did an internal, because I brew my own beer. So we did an internal poll on the Teams of like, you know, when we're all back in the office, I'll brew something for us to celebrate. So the vote was for me to, to brew a Kolsch. And now this thing's dragging on a lot longer than we expected at the beginning. So I've got a few gallons of Kolsch beer lying around that I've now got to work my way through. And <laughs> could be <it's> worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. First world problems, huh? One thing that I wanted to bring up with you, which was just before kind of the, the pandemic really kicked off, I was at an event in uh, February. And a lot of the fireside people speaking at that event were expressing some concern that we've been in such a low vol environment for so long in FX but they were concerned that, that if volatility did come back to the market, that perhaps people on, on both the buy and sell side might not be you know, quite ready for it. You know, there's a lot of younger people who, haven't, who are now on desk that maybe haven't experienced this kind of higher vol environment. What was your sense? Were any of these concerns kind of founded as we kind of went from this extreme of low vol to extreme of high vol? I mean, like, as you have mentioned, after years of calm, the FX markets basically exploded into life yeah. at the end of Feb. <laughs> and vol remained high throughout March, before we saw the consorted central bank support via the extra funding liquidity and the introduction of short-selling bans. I mean, vol pretty much doubled in less than two weeks. It's also fair to say that logistics and trading conditions over the past six to seven weeks have been new to everyone, regardless of experience. So taking this into account also, the low vol concerns were actually well-founded. I mean, I would say we here at Aspect are in a far better position than some due to our early remote setup and our tech-heavy focus to our business. The trading team had been fully remote since the 9th of March, with all aspects of the trading team function running smoothly and effectively. What is interesting to note is that our models and algorithms behaved and adapted as expected over this prolonged crisis period. 
Are you anticipating Vol for the long term? It's a tough one because just, you just don't know how long this virus will, yeah. will basically last. And I think you're seeing just the nature of the beast, you know, when volatility is high, people just pull away from trading slightly. They just trade lower volumes yeah. and take less risk. So I think we're seeing that on a whole in the market. You're seeing volumes are lower across the board. Depth of books are not up to their full liquidity just yet. So I think it's just time will tell. We just don't know how this crisis will pan out, to be quite honest with you. I agree. Yeah, there's just no visibility on, on too many factors. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, which was, to your mind, have, have recent events highlighted any strengths or weaknesses in kind of the FX market or industry generally? And, you know, this, I'll leave it up to you what you want to talk about, but, you know, technology, infrastructure, liquidity, there's different areas to sink your teeth into. But has you highlighted any strengths, weaknesses there? As I've mentioned, logistics and trading conditions over the past six to seven weeks have been new to everyone. And this really did have a knock-on effect to liquidity as the transition of working from home gained momentum. The global financial crisis was really the last time we witnessed such severe liquidity issues across such a breadth of asset classes and regions simultaneously. I mean, we here at Aspect identified post the global financial crisis that having the ability to handle exceptional conditions in more than 200 plus markets at the same time was key to maintaining effective execution for our systematic strategies. Today, a significantly higher percentage of our orders are executed using robustly tested proprietary developed algos than they were in 2008. Despite liquidity conditions being highly stressed in February March, our algorithms on the whole were able to continue to execute the vast majority of our orders in a considered and sensible fashion requiring only a little additional oversight from the trading team. This actually allowed the trading team to devote the majority of their attention to the more problematic markets, like interest rate swaps, in currencies, options and NDFs. I mean, we're pretty familiar with trading emerging market FX instruments here at Aspect during various periods of heavily stressed liquidity. I mean, going back to 2008, as I mentioned, the global financial crisis, 2013, there was the US taper tantrum, and 2014, we also had the Russian financial crisis. Doing so has allowed us to know what to expect from our data feeds, our counterparties, when conditions are highly stressed. And we can adjust our trading workflow to accommodate these accordingly. From what I've noticed, algos have needed to adapt also over this period. As the top of book volumes decreased, spreads widened, and market impact increased with larger orders, especially in the EM and commodity currencies. But saying that, spreads recently have come back considering from their highs. We're still not there yet, but we're getting there. We also noticed that NDS moved off screen and some LPs were only taking orders rather than making two-way prices. When this happens, you really do have to adapt your execution style. From what I've read, buy-side traders have definitely upped their use of FX algos over this period, as heavy workloads and tough market conditions mean enhanced trade execution tools are in huge high demand. Technology enhancements have helped, especially when it comes to FX algorithms. Algos have moved on a lot from your basic VWAP and TWAP models, you know, five years ago. One of the main reasons cited for the increased algo use over this period was that because the volatility surge was dramatic, it actually persisted over days and weeks, and computers were able to adjust. I mean, when vol spikes, and for example, bid offer spreads widen suddenly, algos would initially pause. But if those spreads remained wide, 
they would adjust the acceptable parameters and resume trading. Buy-side firms also moved away from sort of limit algos to more implementation shortfall algos due to the speed of some of the market moves we saw. So I think there's been a real push in FX algorithms and actually it's worked well, you know, for extra tools for the trading team. No, completely. And that actually is completely consistent with what I've been hearing and reading kind of in the industry press. It's kind of interesting because I think the expectation from some quarters was that if we saw a surge in volatility, that actually algo usage and kind of automation might decrease as people kind of felt nervous or or felt like they wanted to be more in control. But certainly your comment about using some more automated trading tools to free up people to focus on the more complex and challenging stuff is definitely a theme I'm hearing over and over again right now. One last question for you, Alex. You've been very generous with your time, which is when this is over and life hopefully reverts to something like normalcy, what's the first thing that you're doing? Well, if my hair clippers don't turn up quick smart, it'll hopefully be a decent haircut, to be honest. But no, no seriously, I'd, I'd like to see uh, my boys back playing football, to be honest. We all yeah. moan about getting up early on a Sunday morning, rushing about, looking for the shin pads, etc. But it, it would be lovely to get back to a little bit of normality and see them play on a Sunday morning again with their teammates. I mean, this period really has made us appreciate the simple things in life, to be honest. I, I think so. I couldn't agree more. And I, uh, I hope very much that you're able to get back to that soon. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Alex. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Business as Unusual. Check the 360T website to catch up on past episodes and find new listings.